Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on ChumbaCasino.com. I looked over the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's ChumbaCasino.com and live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. VGW. Void or prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. The only daily Premier League podcast. This is Football Social Daily. Ah, festive football. There's nothing quite like it, is there? There's also nothing quite like a Winter World Cup, but that's where we find ourselves in 2022 as the Premier League returns after a short hiatus. But will it be back on Boxing Day with a bang? We certainly hope so, as there are some interesting matchups to peruse over the port and the presence this Christmas. Will those stars of Qatar be amongst those involved this 26th of December? Or will they stay wrapped up, ready for opening in the new year? Talking of gifts, Kane handed one to France two weeks ago. Will he be the same player for Spurs as they restart the schedule away at Brentford? And will he even play? Newcastle United lost just one game before the break in the top flight. Can they continue their momentum against Leicester City? And will Arsenal continue to punch heavy at the top of the table into 2023? All questions we'll unwrap on today's festive Football Social Daily. My name's Niall and a big Merry Christmas to Joel Tudor and Marley Anderson. Ho, 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 gents. How are you doing? Good morning. Yes, uh, not too bad. Just in that like clock off period now where I just uh, just think, oh, can I do can I do no work today? <laughs> <laughs> the small matter of doing the podcast first, and then I think we might be allowed by Jim to go to the pub and have a pint, but we'll see. We'll get the podcast oh, done I, first. I better not. <laughs> <laughs> um, have you had a festive bake from Greg's yet? We should be getting sponsorship from Greg's at this point in time, by the way. No, I haven't actually. I've not been for a couple of weeks because we're not in the office, are we? So mm. usually, uh, usually that's where I uh, usually get one. But uh, no, I've uh, missed out this year. Joel, so you were telling me a minute ago before we started recording the podcast that you're still yet to complete your Christmas shopping. So good luck going into Manchester this afternoon. Yeah, I'm about <laughs> to brave the cattle market. That is the Arndale Centre in Manchester. I'm <laughs> um, going to have to throw some hands, probably have to get someone in a headlock just to get through to the uh, actual shops. But yeah, br- it's absolutely stupid of me. I know. I know everyone's thinking why you've waited. I actually have to pick something up. So I'm a little bit prepared in that sense. 
but oh my god honestly i'm actually dreading it i, I, I don't want to know how many people are going to be brushing up well before the stress why not get stuck into this podcast from football social daily today you can hit subscribe as well because on boxing day the premier league is back football has been back this week already of course with the carabao cup but i wonder how things will fare on the 26th of december when the real action gets started the premier league will return and in all fairness i think that it's the most interesting restart to a season we've ever had and that includes after the covid break because you'd imagine marley that this world cup intervention will have some form of impact on the season it seems unthinkable to imagine a side will immediately be in the same groove the same vein of form that they were before the world cup in qatar so whether that's a team like wolves who are bottom of the table might see a positive impact or arsenal at the top of the table might see a negative impact it's impossible to think that there won't be some form of strange results over the next couple of days at least yeah i think um it's it's very unpredictable because we've we've got no previous um no previous like results to base this off like everyone was you know Newcastle lost one game before the break I, I can't see us just losing like matching that again just purely out of um like logic like how would that you know when does that ever happen in in two halves of any season that would very rarely happen that a team would mirror exactly what they did in the first half so if you look at that like you've got the Champions League coming in as well will that affect um some of the people at the top of the league, like uh, like Man City and Liverpool, will they be prioritising that other over? Not prioritising, but like, will it be sort of playing into their mind a little bit? Arsenal, will they? You know, they've got the Europa League still to to um, to deal with. Will they sort of target that as as a chance to win silverware rather than uh, rather than win the league if their five point uh, gap disappears quicker than they would have liked? So it's um it's strange really because we've we've we don't, we've never seen anything like this, you know everyone's coming back everyone's got, you know uh, new new problems and things to deal with new managers to bed in and things like that you've kind of already rolled the dice that the ones that have, um changed managers like Southampton and uh, Wolves they've they've rolled the dice already so they they're kind of like it's almost like last chance saloon to be fair for them like already because um, there's only 20 games left and you've got to win a fair chunk of them to get yourself out of a, a relegation scrap that you've uh, been in for the first 19, 20 games of, of the season. So it's um, it's going to be interesting, but I can't see too many teams um, repeating how they were. I expect Leicester to get better, for example. Uh, I expect Wolves to get better. I expect um, maybe uh, Bournemouth to slip down a little bit more um, after that sort of um good run with with O'Neill in charge i think that that's going to be hard to um to maintain so we'll wait and see but hopefully uh we can uh we can have a nice little title race towards the end of it um and you know some some people upset in the apple cart in the in the top half as well i think it's important that we do mention the fact that the premier league is not just going to come back and 
be the exact same as it was before the break. If it is, I'll be very, very surprised. But it's likely that we are going to see some twists and turns in the next couple of weeks because we're not entirely sure whether those players that were featuring in the World Cup in Katarjil will actually be involved this weekend. The first match is, well, I say this weekend, I mean on Monday because that's Boxing Day, the 26th of December. And the first match of the day is Brentford against Spurs, a 12.30 kickoff. So do you think we'll see the likes of Harry Kane, of course, missed that penalty for England during the World Cup. Do you think we'll see him involved? Do you think we'll see the majority of players who featured at the World Cup come straight back into the starting sides? Or do you think that there'll be a bit more time for them to try and recover? Well, looking at the team news for Spurs going into this game, it's not looking great for them. It seems as though they have about five first-team players that are going to be out. Obviously, their club captain, Hugo Lloris, is going to be out. Um after being in the World Cup final, Kristen Romero, the World Cup cha- champion now, he's obviously somewhere on the streets of Buenos Aires, probably on his back, <laughs> intoxicated. Still trying God to get knows. through that crowd. <laughs> yeah, literally, he doesn't get to the airport in time. Um, and then the likes of Rodrigo Bentancur, Richarlison are both injured. Ivan Perisic played the day before, if we remember in the third place playoff with Morocco. So they've got a number of players that are out. And I'm starting to think now that for the teams who are in the lower half of the table this is the time for them to strike while the iron's hot and start to get some points under their belt because the teams that are actually suffering from this world cup are the best teams the top six teams because obviously they have more representation in the latter stages of the world cup you know in the quarterfinals semi-finals it was dominated by the top teams players and we're going to see that in the in the Spurs team now I mean five players out of your main team going into the first it's almost like the first game of the season I see it as because they've never had almost this festive break if you want to call it that where majority of players have either been on a break for a month or two weeks or a week depending on what they were doing whereas you know all of Brentford's players or majority of them were probably just I don't know what they were doing, but they had a nice break, which is always good because I think they'll be able to go into these games with full energy, uh, complete mental cleanse, none of that hard slugfest of a festive period that we have in England, which is very different to you know the likes of the Bundesliga or any other European country where they have a nice month off uh, prior to Christmas and then they come back in January. So it's going to be a really different outlook, I think, going into this Boxing Day. I think more different than we've ever seen before because usually the stronger teams come out unscathed in this kind of period because they have such depth and the smaller teams start to lag behind a little bit whereas now we're seeing the complete opposite which is you know Antonio Conte waiting for a lot of players to come back and get fit again so it's going to be um, I think the best opportunity for the clubs who are struggling right now to start to recover some points because once the top clubs get all the players backfiring again, you know, it's going to be back to normal business. So I think for Brentford and for Thomas Frank, I think it's a big opportunity um, at the weekend. Maybe with all the injuries that Joel mentions for Tottenham Hotspur, Harry Kane will have no choice but to play. And you just know the spotlight will be on him after what happened during the World Cup. And like Joel says, maybe the bottom sides will be looking to claw back some ground on those above them. And one of them certainly will be Wolverhampton Wanderers, Marley, who travel to Everton and it's a first chance in the Premier League for Hulen Lopetegui as Wolverhampton Wanderers manager. He won his first game midweek in the Carabao Cup but that was against Gillingham so this is his first proper test away at Everton, Goodison Park, never an easy ground to go to especially when the spirits are up around the festive season so is Joel right? Do you think that this is a good chance for Wolves and I guess they got really no choice but to start picking up points because if they don't the trouble will deepen for them. Yeah I think um 
I mean, Wolves have got a good a good squad. They've just massively uh, struggled sort of up front, really, um, in the first half of the season. They, there was no goals in that team. I think Jimenez, um, unfortunately, since that injury, has been has been half the player, if that. Um, Huang's not been um, not been as prolific as as you'd like. Although he, he is coming off the back of a, a decent World Cup, so that's uh, maybe something for them to look at. Diego Costa, I think, got sent off in his last Premier League game, which was was always coming. Um, Very uncharacteristic. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So um, I think they're 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 struggling with that. But Lopetegui we will know that, and I think he'll if he hasn't got uh, a solution in mind, he'll have uh, targets for the. Um, the January break and you know we're only a couple of weeks well we're a week away from the January chance of window opening so you know with two Premier League games to to uh, to sort that out before you get a chance to go and sign someone um but then they need to obviously they need to improve the bottom of the league but you know I think um the the buzz around the place with Lopetegui in charge would be um should well should be a um a factor in in getting them up the table because they're not the 20th worst uh, sorry, the twentieth best team in the league. They're not the worst team in the league at all. They they've got talent in that team. Neves, Moutinho can can, can control the game. Um, decent goalkeeper. You know, Podence, Neto, um, the new lad in midfield. Um, is it um, Nunes? They're all good players. They just need to. I think they just do need a fresh start because it did get a bit stale under the old manager and um, even the interim manager. It, it never picked up enough. So um yeah they need, they're sort of in last chance saloon already really I would say um and they've got to they've got to kick on and there's not there's not too many amazing teams around them you look at Nottingham Forest uh you look at Southampton you look at maybe Bournemouth these other teams down there Everton are down there so and Everton aren't you know they they're, they're not like um it's not as if they're like one result away from sacking the manager type of thing so it's um, it's one of them where it's almost like if you can beat them and and draw, you know, the two momentum will, uh, two teams' momentum will be, you know, in completely opposite directions. Like Wolves will have their tails up, and Everton will be like, for God's sake, here we go again. And then it's just another team to pull into that mix. They're already right on the edge of it, technically in seventeenth, but in football terms, they're right in the mix, hundred percent. So. Is, yeah, if you can if you can um, turn them over in the first game back, it's a huge psychological thing, um, and even in the the way the table looks, it it makes you feel much better about yourself if you're a Wolves fan. Well, let's move on now and talk about Newcastle United, your club, who face Leicester City, and Leicester were victorious in their Carabao game midweek, as were Newcastle United. And the start of the season for the Foxes, Joel, was really poor. They were bottom of the table for large periods, but they managed to pull it back with four wins in their five games before the World Cup break. And I know we've already discussed that that form has almost faded away now because you can't really have a month break in the season and still say that a side is in form. But if you look purely on the results of their last Premier League game, it's fair to say that they've turned a corner. Zero goal difference, 13th in the table. Things are looking up for Brendan Rodgers' side. Will that certainly be the case again if they can get a result over what's been a really difficult Newcastle side to beat this season? Well, it, it doesn't feel so long ago when we were talking about Leicester being bottom of the league, no real hope. Brendan Rodgers was constantly getting asked questions about his future. We were talking about if he was the right guy to lead them forward. I don't think there was any doubt of the latter point that he was the right guy because I think he always was. It was more just the case of they just found themselves in such a 
terrible slump that I think was coming after the last three years of just constant highs and then just that last blow which either ended the Champions League chances or ended the European chances that they did in the Conference League last season. So it feels to me as though they have turned a corner. Obviously, like you say, and I totally agree, the form goes out of the window now. It's basically a new season, I would say, a totally new outlook for every single side in the league. But the table's on such a knife edge at the moment. I mean, 17 points separated from 18th is only three points. 13th from 18th is a knife edge. One slip of form, two losses on the bounce, and you'll find yourself back in the in the red zone again. And that's the reality of the Premier League and the, how congested it is at the at the bottom. So I don't think Brendan Rodgers will be looking at his situation and thinking, right, we're safe now, we're out of that pressure. Because I think the minute you start to take your foot off the gas and get complacent in whatever position you're in, you will find yourself back under there. And then suddenly, I always say you need to have perspective in the, in the Premier League table because, like I mentioned, three points takes you from absolute rock bottom to feeling like you're playing sailing and I think for Brendan Rodgers he just wants to make sure to try and regain that momentum that they just left off on, left off on but I guess with these two clubs like we mentioned Newcastle and Leicester they're probably the biggest victims I would say of the break coming just in the time when they were gaining such great form it felt like everything was get going right. The, the the bricks were laying correct for them. They started to really pick up form. I mean, namely Newcastle as well, having only lost one game in the Premier League this season. Um, it just feels like the wrong time for it to come for them. So it'll be interesting to see how they both react. But I think for Leicester, um, it's important that they start off on the right foot because, like I mentioned, I feel like they're a team that could very easily lose this game and suddenly questions are asked again. So I think this game is vitally important for them. Do you think Newcastle will pick up where they left off, Marley? As Joel says, it's only one loss for Eddie Howe and the gang so far this term. That was to Liverpool. Yeah, I, I hope so. Um, we're... That you know, there's more confidence. I'm getting used to how we, like, sort of us being good now. It's kind of hard to, to, uh, to get used to it at first. Because I mean, for for most of the games this season, um, we've sort of held the upper hand in in most of the games. Had sixty odd percent possession, passed it round, been patient and probed, and then got the goal. And you know, there's been some cracking goals along the way. Almiron's turned into. Um, the player we all thought and hoped he would be when we signed him four years ago, three years ago. So um, there's plenty of like positives there. I mean, I don't want to sound pessimistic in like and saying, um, oh, you know, we're not going to be as good as we were before the break. But as Joel said, it came at the worst time for us this this World Cup. We just wanted the season to to go on and continue because we'd lost one game. I think we'd won three or four in a row. Um, you know, drew with Man City, should have beat them. Uh, lost to Liverpool, should have beat them. Um, had a pretty uh, tight offside goal go against us, which could have uh, changed the game in that one. But you know, we're, I think we're, what third in the league and on the on the tails of Manchester City. And you know, if if everyone's looking at Arsenal with uh, and saying, well, they're going to drop because of Jesus's injury, you know, um, and Man City going to overtake them, we're only a point behind Manchester City, and we don't play them till March, so. You know, if if we can pick up where we left off, there could be a, a serious carrot on the end of the stick at the uh, at the end of the season. Do you not feel like a drop off's inevitable though for Newcastle? Yeah, I I do, but I don't uh, 
I hope it doesn't. You don't want it to stop. <laughs> I hope it doesn't come, yeah. Okay, well, Newcastle United on the road at Leicester City. Some of the other games taking place on Monday. Crystal Palace host Fulham. Southampton and Brighton contest. And Aston Villa take on Liverpool. And the 8 o'clock kickoff on Boxing Day is Arsenal against West Ham. And that's where we're going to stop off next here on Football Social Daily. We'll do it after this. Football Social Daily. Subscribe to the podcast now so you never miss an episode. With lucky landslots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on ChumbaCasino.com. I looked over the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's ChumbaCasino.com and live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. VGW. Void or prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. Hey guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere, and each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void or prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. Football's Social Daily. Find more great sport at sport-social.co.uk. Welcome back. This is Football Social Daily. We're looking ahead to the festive fixtures over Boxing Day and the subsequent days in the Premier League as top flight football in England returns. And top of that top flight are Arsenal Football Club. For the first time in a long time, they look like they could do something in the top flight of English football. They take on West Ham, 8 o'clock kickoff on Boxing Day. West Ham United have struggled really this season under David Moyes, but the Gunners have been absolutely flying under Mikel Arteta. Joel, someone who you've given criticism in the past. Being top at Christmas comes with its own set of statistics and pressures. I think we can caveat those this year with that massive World Cup break. But do you think Arsenal can maintain what they've been up to so far this season against, let's face it, what's been an underperforming West Ham side this season? Again, I think Arsenal find themselves in another situation. I think Arsenal fans probably think it as well similar to Newcastle that the World Cup's just come at the wrong time for them especially with the fact that Gabriel Jesus is now injured for the foreseeable future I don't know when he's going to be back I think there's talk of three months or something for his knee injury um, which is even more devastating given the fact that he played barely any impact or any minutes in the World Cup I mean I, I think they could have taken it if he was an absolute influential part of that Brazilian side but it was the fact that he was Richarlison's right hand man really wasn't he and he ended up getting injured just in that 20 minute cameo he had so for Arsenal it's just 
another another case of literally trying to regain momentum with while losing one of their most influential players in the team, which is going to be difficult. And especially for West Ham as well, like I mentioned at the start, they find themselves in a completely polar opposite situation to what they did last season. It felt like everything was going right for them last season. They had the nice European campaign and they were flying. They were nearly challenging for the top four places. And it's strange to me the situation they're in now because they made some really shrewd signings in the summer. You know, the likes of Paqueta break smashing the transfer but, uh, transfer fee record and actually making really ambitious moves. I would say I thought that West Ham were moving in the in the correct direction after you know the amazing season that they had last year, and it just seems like I don't know if David Moyes is capable of managing such talented players. I don't know if if that comes into it potentially because they do have a really talented squad and it happened at United as well when he had some flair players and talent and a talented group. It's like he didn't know what to do with them and I don't know if that's the case here at the moment but like I say, they find themselves hovering around the relegation zone. They come up against the league leaders, another loss and suddenly the pressure's straight on David Moyes again. Um, I, I remember Jim saying as well that he could potentially see David Moyes having real pressure as the season goes on because he finds himself again in a situation that is constantly going negatively for him. So it'll be a real test this. But again, I feel like if West Ham wanted to play Arsenal, this is the best time to play them because the momentum is completely gone and they have major injury issues going into it as well. So I think for West Ham is a massive opportunity again. Some might argue that the expectations have changed for West Ham, but others may say that that's because of the work that David Moyes has done. And much like we discussed with Brendan Rodgers, who probably deserved a chance to get Leicester out of the mire, maybe David Moyes should be afforded that opportunity as well. I do wonder what Jim Salverson will make of your comment, Joel, that David Moyes probably might not be able to manage quality players. Um, We will see what happens this weekend uh, as they take on Arsenal in somewhat of a London derby as the Gunners look to maintain their charge at the top of the Premier League table. From one set of London clubs to another London club in Chelsea, they welcome AFC Bournemouth in their game on the 27th of December. And a lot's been happening down on the South Coast at Dean Court, Marley, during the World Cup. Gary O'Neill was given the permanent job for the cherries, is that the right choice? Do you think? Uh, I think so. I think um, it would have been incredibly harsh to to go in a different direction when I think he had somewhat somewhat like eight or nine games in charge and only lost a couple. And you know he's uh, he had them sort of floating around mid table at one point, and I think they lost a couple. And I think they ended up they're they like fourteenth now. I've looked at, not looked at the table in in ages, to be honest. Um, but yeah, they're um, they're. They're sort of they're doing as good as as Bournemouth can, I think. Um, you know, the, if you look at the squad, they they haven't got very many sort of um, top top players that you'd expect can can go on and do a job in a top eight team or a top ten team. And you know, I think anything other than relegation is is a is a fantastic season for Bournemouth. Um, you know, Parker clearly didn't believe in the squad. Was the first man out the door this season. Um, basically was was pretty uh, pretty fuming about not being backed enough. Um, Gary O'Neill's turned that on its head. I think he's he's had the same squad and he's he's rode the uh, the level of um, sort of good feeling around the club and he's turned that into points. You know, I think they lost four in a row um, to to take them from sort of tenth or ninth to down to fourteenth. But 
you know, if, if Bournemouth can finish this season 14th, I think they've had an absolutely incredible season because what they spent in the summer was minimal. Um, I think the biggest signing was probably Senesi from Feyenoord or um, Neto from Barcelona in terms of wages, but even he, I think, was free and he's not even been um, first choice, really. I think he's, he's shared the... Um, he's had a couple of little niggly injuries and uh, shared the the gloves with um, with the other keeper that was already there. Was it Travers or whoever it was? But you know, it's Bournemouth. Are, you know, are doing as good as they can. I think West Ham are below them. Everton are below them. Wolves are below them. They've just signed a you know a, a, a fella who's managed Spain and Real Madrid. So you know they're they're punching above the weight. It's not. Um, not panic stations yet for them. I know it's tight down there, but you know, pick up a, a couple of wins in in games you meant to win. You know, beat the likes of Leeds, beat Palace, Brentford, Fulham, Everton. If you can beat the, these type of teams, um, you know, there's no reason why you can't stay up. You you're pretty much, you know, twenty points from uh, from safety. I would say so. Mm. Um, it's not it's not undoable at all. Just a quick question in terms of how the table looks at the moment, Marley. They've got minus fourteen when it comes to their goal difference. In context, Leicester above them have zero, and Leeds below them have minus four. I think we only need to rewind to that nine nil defeat at the hands of Liverpool, which didn't cost Scott Parker his job, but certainly probably played a factor in that. They would be on minus five goal difference if it wasn't for that. And a lot of people look at that result and they say, yeah, well, Scott Parker was saying things to the media and he would have probably been sacked anyway. And when you lose, you only get a loss of three points rather than, you know, you know, you don't lose nine points by being beaten nine nil. But what you do get is a massive swing in goal difference. And if you look at the bottom three teams, Nottingham Forest minus 19, Southampton minus 14 and Wolves minus 16. So if it does get dicey for them, maybe they will look back at that 9-0 result, Marley, and think, wow, okay, that could have been the difference between us staying up and not staying up. Yeah, big time. And you don't really expect Bournemouth to um, to to put a big dent in that minus 14. You don't see them going to going to a team and winning 4-5-0 and, and taking that down. I think that damage will be there all season and, and you can you can probably um, look back on that at any point in the season and and say, Christ, if that was that was really damaging. Um but that's it. That's that's the job they um they've given themselves. I think was that that was like two or three games into the season, wasn't it? The the Liverpool, Liverpool, uh, the Liverpool game, sorry. Um and yeah, I mean that's gonna be something to overcome because, you know, once you get down there towards the end of the season, goal difference is is, is an extra point, isn't it? You know? So, you know, f- what is it, eighteen goals scored in fifteen games, they don't score many anyway. Um, and 32 conceded is the most in the league, um, but nine of them were in the same game. So, again, if you take that down to 23, you know, they're pretty much on par with everyone else um, in the terms of the worst, most goals conceded type of thing. So, they've got they've given themselves a job to do, but, you know, Bournemouth already always had a job to do. They always knew they were going to be in trouble. Um, they probably came up when they weren't quite expecting to, but they got there. And it, it is what it is, you know, that's the challenge you face. And, you know, I always, I think as well, if they did go down again, they're still in a very good position to come back up. They've, they've got the, the parachute payments still coming in. They've got a, a squad that won't be too picked apart by bigger clubs and, and top flight clubs. So it's not, it's even if they do go down, it's not the end of the world, I don't think. New ownership during the World Cup for AFC Bournemouth as well. Maybe we might see that 
present an upturn in form for the Cherries. But Gary O'Neill's been given the permanent job. Tough start to uh, Premier League life after the World Cup, though, as they take on Chelsea. Talking of ownership, there's always questions around the bigger clubs in the league. Manchester City uh, take on Leeds, but that's on the 28th. On the 27th, we see Manchester United welcome Nottingham Forest to Old Trafford. And your team were pretty impressive Midweek, Eric Ten Hag seems to get a tune out of even the most unlikely of sources, Aaron Wambasaka, who's barely played this season, with a lovely assist for one of the goals during that Carabao match, Joel. Nottingham Forest arrive in the relegation zone, having been many people's tips to go down this season from the beginning and probably more so now. Manchester United need to be beaten sides like Forest to get in the top four this season, don't they? Yeah, for sure. And again, um, quite a number of key players missing, namely in the defence with uh, Martinez and Varane obviously they were involved in the final again Martinez probably in a ditch in Buenos Aires somewhere with Salt Bay tattooed on his ass. so I don't know where I don't know when he's going to come back I don't know where I don't know if he's fit to play for the next few weeks but it's that's that's the main issue for me it's just the defense because they strike such a beautiful partnership together uh, just prior to the World Cup and then now we're left with, you know, Lindelof, which he looked okay against um, Burnley. Uh, obviously, Maguire, I think, is a massively missed opportunity. The fact that the two main rivals for his spot are now not in the team and he's still ill. I'm not saying it's his fault getting ill, but it's just, just an unfortunate chain of events that he's not now in the team. Hopefully, he can come back in the team and try and stake a claim because, obviously, he was in the team of the tournament again in another major tournament. But now he needs to really translate that into club form because clearly he has got ability. And I don't think there was ever a doubt of it. It's just the fact that it only seems to come when he's in a national shirt, which is an issue, obviously, for Ten Hag as well. And I think the next six months for him are going to be absolutely vital in terms of whether he remains at the club, whether he remains captain of the club. So there's a big six months for him. But I think going into this game, I know form goes out of the window, but um, I think we're pretty much well equipped to go into this game and beat Forrest probably I think the biggest confidence booster is just Marcus Rashford and he just looks like a player with a leash of new life under his boots compared to you know the first two months I remember saying this is the most pivotal season of his career with the fact of how bad he had been in the uh, the previous year and I think the fact that you know, Al Khalifi, the PSG president, has started to flirt around with him, saying how he could potentially go in for him on a freak transfer if he ends up running his contract down. It's like he's just been given this new motivation to really just go after it. And I think that World Cup has been a really big turning point for him as well, because he's probably realised I actually have this ability in me on a world stage. So there's no reason why I can't translate that. And he did that, you know, from that goal where he ran from the halfway line and scored. You wouldn't have seen that in the last year. He would have had no confidence to take that ball all the way on. So it's really encouraging to see that. And obviously, it feels like such a long time ago, but that Garnacho winner at Fulham just before the break, it feels ages ago, but another guy who's on form and another guy who wants to stake his claim in the side. So it's, it's encouraging for me going into this game. I'm actually really confident for it and I don't expect anything less than a win uh, when we play them and it's vitally important to keep up with the, the pack above us. Okay, Manchester United against Nottingham Forest and that will do it for our Boxing Day preview here on Football Social Daily. So this is the last time you'll get a podcast before the big day on the 25th. And before we go, I think we should try and decide between us your ultimate Christmas dinner. Marley and Joel, you get six items to choose on your plate. 
There are going to be some pretty big omissions here, I reckon. Things like gravy don't count. So we'll go to you first, Joel. You've got six things on your Christmas dinner plate to choose. What are you choosing? Right, so we're going to be greedy and have two choices of meat. So I want a nice slab of steak. Double be- meat? Yeah, double meat, double meat, double trouble. Bit of turkey, bit of beef. Obviously, Yorkshire puddings are essential. I'm going to have to leave out sprouts. I'm not a fan of them at all. Uh, I do love a bit of red cabbage, though, just on the side. Beautiful. Adds a little adds a little something to the dish. Uh, roast potatoes, of course. Prawns. Uh, no, that's for the starter, Marley. I need to I need to slow myself down here, you know. <laughs> um, it's quite lacking in veg at the moment. Honey, honey glazed parsnips. Okay. So Joel's gone for turkey, oh steak, days. red cabbage, potatoes and parsnips and what was the other thing you said Yorkshire puddings of course so that's Joel's six Marley I imagine your plate will look completely different because you can't eat parsnips so that's definitely not going to be on there (laughs) I cannot eat parsnips yeah that's uh, that's right (laughs) oh that's why you gave that reaction (laughs) Um, for me um, I go turkey um, pigs in blankets (laughs) Yorkshire puddings uh, roast potatoes is that That's four? That's four, so you've got two items left. and I, I mean, it's looking a bit um, carb-heavy at the moment. Carrots and stuffing. Carrots and stuffing. <laughs> just the one veg. Marley's gone just for the carrots. Is his only vitamin C <laughs> yeah. for the choice. Yeah. That's why I like. That's why it can only be six items. Yeah, it side. can only be six items in this game because if people always end up having to leave out the good, like the healthy stuff. They just go for all the nasty stuff. I love it. Why are you, why um, are you going for no? Yeah, I mean, I'm not a big fan of turkey, uh, but you got to have it at Christmas, haven't you? So, yeah, so definitely turkey. Yeah, it's, not, it's not the nicest meat, is it? I, you know, I might just go chicken, tradition. you know. Chicken is better than turkey. Chicken, chicken is better Come than on. turkey. Chicken for, is better than turkey. Yeah, but be it's fair. like the most everyday dish. You need, to, you need to get out there a little bit. All right, duck. I'll have duck for my meat. Oh, okay. <laughs> okay. Um, <laughs> I'll have roast potatoes in the the dripping in the fat they've got to be uh goose fat or duck fat beef roasted, yeah, beef oh, dripping or something, dripping yeah. roasted potatoes so yeah definitely do like carrots i do think they have to be on there i do think parsnips are a christmas staple i don't think you get them anywhere else i don't know whether to go for brussels sprouts because they're controversial as it comes but i mean you think of a christmas dinner it has to have brussels sprouts on it even if you don't really like it's the it. only time of the year really isn't it yeah so i'll go for that and then yeah we'll go one for more. yorkshire puddings as well so there we six three veg one one meat yorkshire puddings and potatoes perfect that sounds good to me well whatever it is on your christmas Regardless, plate it's all going down one way exactly <laughs> it's all going down one way and whatever it is you have or whatever it is you do on the 25th of december i hope you enjoy your day and we will catch up with you again shortly after uh, the christmas period is over so around about the 28th of december we'll be back looking back at those boxing day fixtures and just exactly how the restart of the premier league went down so why not hit subscribe and that way you won't miss an episode of the podcast again marley joel have a lovely christmas and wherever you are in the world i hope you enjoy the next couple of days thank you very much and we'll catch you next time on football social daily football social daily find more great sport at sport-social.co.uk it's time for today's lucky land horoscope with victoria cash 
Life's gotten mundane, so shake up the daily routine and be adventurous with a trip to Lucky Land. You know what they say, your chance to win starts with a spin. So go to LuckyLandSlots.com to play over 100 social casino-style games for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Get lucky today at LuckyLandSlots.com. Available to players in the U.S., excluding Washington and Michigan. No purchase necessary. VGW Group. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. It's time for today's Lucky Land Horoscope with Victoria Cash. Life's gotten mundane, so shake up the daily routine and be adventurous with a trip to Lucky Land. You know what they say. Your chance to win starts with a spin. So go to LuckyLandSlots.com to play over 100 social casino-style games for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Get lucky today at LuckyLandSlots.com. Available to players in the U.S., excluding Washington and Michigan. No purchase necessary. VGW Group. Void or prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply.